And good morning, everybody, and welcome to Music to Go to the Dump by here on the stations of Radio Vermont, your program, your children's program for adults. The children today would be yours truly and Farmer Dave. Good morning. Morning, Jack. <clears throat> Beautiful day. Look oh, at gorgeous. Te- temperatures already in the close to 60 now. We're looking at mid-70s today with lots of sunshine. Now, they've been talking throughout the day. Today's the day to come to Waterbury. We had the big arts festival which used to be right down in front of the station down here, but they kind of moved it now. I guess we need some more room because each year the vendors... Yeah, it's getting bigger and bigger. Bigger and bigger. So yep. we uh, invite you uh, from all of us here at DEV to visit Waterbury today and visit the folks down there at the... Right in back of the uh, train station, back of the Rusty Parker Park. Got a big area down there. We've got it, uh, all sorts of tents down there and some of the great artisans here in the central Vermont area. And we hope you visit with them. We have no idea what we're going to do this morning, do we, Farmer? Well, we were talking a bit about it before. Before going up, we do have a well, few. We, we talked about yeah. all the stuff we can't do. <laughs> oh, we can't play. <laughs> yes. One or the other. Uh, and, and there's a couple of new things that we have today. Every once in a while, we, oh, we, we actually, we want to thank uh, some of our listeners. So we started, I don't know, a month or two ago asking if anybody had anything that they wanted to hear or they had something they thought that was funny that could pass it along to us. We've had a, uh, some reaction to that, and, we, and they keep coming in uh, I, I think one we'll, by one. We'll get more. Yeah. We're going to get more because <laughs> look at it this way. You, mm. You're listening to a, a, a radio show, and you can go, that's the song I picked. That's They're the playing song. my song. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. I see it's going to happen a lot more often, I think. Uh. Well, there's one that's, which is rather long. We should set that up this morning. It's it's about ten minutes. You know, if Ken's listening to his money, he would say, "Don't play it because yep. it has to be at least two or three minutes or less." Right? There but you have it. This one is really funny, and I had you listen to it. So if you, if you well, and 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 the thing of it is, what? it yeah, it's long, but it's cute. It's I've been there. I've done it. I know sure. exactly what the guy is talking about. Uh, it's all about maple sugaring. Yes. Yeah. It's, so it's it relates cute. to a lot of folks here in Vermont. We'll get to that. But uh, let's uh, – Ned Nostril hasn't been with us in a long time. And he's got that great band, you know, the uh, that's a South Side Paradise Butcher Blues on Ice Cheap is Twice the Price Band. Icky, icky. Yes, say that fast ten times. Yeah. So he thought I thought he'd uh, he agreed to open up the show this morning. So without further ado, here's our opening selection. News <laughs> to go to the dump by this morning. Like it or not. Well, even when Ned was a little bitty baby, his nose covered most of his face. And as he grew to manhood. Spread out all over the place His heroes were Carl Malden Jimmy Durante and Pinocchio And all his friends used to wonder Just how big it was gonna grow mm-hmm. Well, growing up was a problem for Ned He tried sports, but he couldn't make it On the football field The other team used to kick his nose And try to take it Basketball games were always the same Ned always felt inhibited When the referee blew his whistle And called him down for double dribbling Well, then Ned had a brainstorm He'd be a music man So he rounded up his buddies And they started a little band Now it's hard getting bookings When you're virtually new and unknown Ned had a plan and a name for the band and a sound all their own. 
the boys in the band would sniff ragweed till their allergies were screaming. Then they'd harmonize with watery eyes and sinuses a streaming. And Ned took his liability, figured out how to turn it around. They wore high Hawaiian clothes and Ned played his nose and that was their sound. So if you want to hear some wheezing and sneezing and blowing and going that's grand, go hear Ned Nostril and the South Seas Paradise. Put your blues on ice cheap at twice the price band. Yicky, yicky, yucky, yucky. They're all you can stand. Yicky, yicky, yucky, yucky. The best in the land. Yicky, yicky, yucky. Look solid and in demand. Yicky, yicky, yucky, 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 yucky. <laughs> Sniffing and coughing, and that's how the story goes. And Ned was such a hit, he never quit. Humming and thumbing his nose, best picker in town. So if you wanna hear some wheezing and sneezing and blowing and going, that's grand. Go hear Ned Nostril and the South Seas Paradise. Put your blues on ice cheap at twice the price band. Icky, 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 they're the best in the land. Icky, icky, look solid and in demand. Icky, 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 they're all you can stand. Icky, 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 icky. from dead in a while he hasn't changed much has he over the years with that uh, band of his icky icky yucky yucky, yucky. yucky yeah and his <laughs> south seas paradise put your blues on ice cheap as twice the price band although he says a little bit of the night okay it is music to go to the dump eye on a saturday morning beautiful day as we mentioned we hope you get a chance to get out and enjoy some of it we'll be with you till about the 10 o'clock hour lord knows what'll happen next although we did uh uh Say we had a request for a couple later on. We'll do that. But right now, for those of you who have uh, perhaps haven't been to a doctor in a while, or have been doctor in a while, we uh, we have a song here about that experience. In fact, yeah, I guess you're going to visit a doctor here pretty soon, huh? Yep. You want to talk about it? I'm sure. No. Okay, I didn't think you'd want to. But but this is what I will say. At my age, all the doctors are younger than me, <laughs> and they don't know how to relate to old folks. I see. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, let's see what this one does here. <sighs> I went to the doctor. That's not too positive. Said, son, you look older than me, and I'm 71. 
you're falling apart You're not living right I went to the doctor And the doctor said loud You got to stop hanging out With that old in crowd Living's a battle And you're losing the fight I went to the doctor and the doctor said, boy, your body is a temple. It's not a toy. Fill up this here paper cup and give it to the nurse. Don't spill it now. I went to the doctor. Doctor said, friend, this should be the middle, but it could be the end. Better get better, else you're gonna get worse. Oh, I went to the doctor. Oh, I went to the doctor. I went to the doctor and the doctor said, Sir, we got back the x-ray everything's a blur it's all positive that's what every single test shows I went to the doctor doctor said kid it was something that you ate and drank it's something that you did and it's all in your head it's spreading on down to your toes alright let's spread it around a little bit now Drugstore and pick up some of these. After that, get on home and get into your bed. I went to the doctor. Doctor said, Shucks, that's just about all. You owe me 300 bucks. And you can call me in the morning. That is if you're not dead. <laughs> Yeah, can you relate to that? Holy boy. Sing along if you want, I suppose. Call me in the morning if you ain't dead. I went to the doctor. We do hope you have a nice visit, by the way, next time you have to make it to the doctor's. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, happy ending. Our friend uh, from uh, North Dakota, you know who I'm speaking of, right, Farmer? <laughs> Farmer Dave? 
our friend from North Dakota. Right, Milo the Silo. Milo the Silo. He'll be along in just a few moments here. And find out what he's got to say this morning. Did you know that Radio Vermont Group Digital Services can create videos including drone footage? We've even won awards for our videos. If you'd like to learn more and see examples of our work, go to rvgdigital.com. Radio Vermont Group, we're more than just radio. Well, how nice is the weather going to be today throughout Vermont and uh, the Northeast here? We're looking at, uh, for the most part, sunshine today with highs in the mid-70s, light uh, northerly winds becoming northwesterly later on this afternoon, about 5 to 10, so not much change there. Clear tonight, overnight lows around 46. Looking toward uh, Sunday, latter part of the weekend tomorrow, another sunny day with highs near 78 degrees. Clear Sunday night, heading back to work on Monday. Unless you got it off, we're looking at another sunny day with highs near uh, 85. So a real string of nice weather, Farmer Dave, for anybody to get out there and do some stuff this weekend. You could hay if you wanted to. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you wanted to, huh? Yeah. Are you into that again this weekend, Han? Well, no. Um, <clears throat> you see, I had to bush hog the fields that I normally hay because my, yeah. my square baler, I have broken parts on that square baler that I didn't know you could even break. <laughs> but I'm getting better. And uh, by the time I get around for my second cut, I'll have that 14T John Deere baler just humming along, huh? Singing like, you know, it's supposed to. All right. We wish you well with that this weekend. Now, our friend up there has a problem. Uh, that is up in North Dakota. We're speaking of Milo the Silo, who visits us now and then. Apparently, he's got a problem about being alone, <laughs> naturally. In a little while from now, after I fixed the plow, I promised myself I'd get cleaned up and take a trip to the town. I'm not going to the cafe, it's not that time of day. And I don't need parts, so I won't be going to the John Deere dealer. I'm headed for the bank on my knees to ask for money because my crops all failed again, even though it's sunny. When you farm like me, then you always need a loan again, naturally. My prize bull got the flu, and my wife and child did too. The clutch got stuck on my pickup truck, and I drove it in the slough. I thought I'd make cash to spare, selling bratwurst at the fair. Oh, how good it looked, but it was undercooked, and we all got salmonella. What money that we got, paid for shots for half the county. And now I hide inside the house, because there is a bounty. With all that's going wrong, the bank's where I belong, for a loan again, naturally. It seems like everything that's gone wrong could have gone wrong the way I'm farming. It's so alarming. What do we do? Ya doobie-doo. Again, naturally, 
Some lightning burned my hay. My chickens all ran away. The cows got faint and drank some paint, and now their milk is gray. My tractor wouldn't run. I shot it with a gun. But the warden came from the fishing game, said I was hunting out of season. I know that I was here just last year, but I need landing. And I don't want to break the rules, just do a little bending. I'm really in a spot. I need more than I got. I need a loan again, naturally. Yeah. I need a loan again, naturally. Oh, my Lord. That's our friend from North Dakota, Milo the Silo, here on WDEV. Now, how do we set this up? We said at the beginning of the show this is going to be a a bit long. Uh, Yep, uh, it is. Right around 10 minutes, I think, somewhere around here. But it's uh, really uh, very well done. And we want to thank uh, Rich from Starksboro for passing this on this morning. Apparently, this is a Vermont poet or... uh, Spends part of his time here in Vermont called Buzz Coons, and he recorded this at the Ripton Coffee House, which is a great place for for music and, and arts and all of that sort of stuff. Uh, a couple of years back, and it's all about. Uh, well, you listened to it this morning before we decided to put it on here. It's all about what maple sugaring. There it is, and how easy it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> how easy it isn't. Yes. All right. I have a story to tell you. It's kind of a cautionary tale about misjudging the value of something that's for sale. It's based on my personal experiences and those of my better half. So I hope you'll find it useful and I trust that you won't laugh. Living here in Vermont, surrounded by all this arboreal beauty, the consumption of maple syrup seems like a patriotic duty. So my wife and I went to a sugar house to purchase a gallon or two. Our friends always say buy local and that's what we thought we'd do. But when I got a look at the price, I did a double take. That can't be right. That's outrageous. There must be some mistake. My frugal Yankee heart did flips and squirmed inside my chest. I sat down quick and fanned my face and took a little rest. Sixty bucks a gallon. Why, that's highway robbery. I could tap some trees and boil it down and have this stuff for free. My, my wife said, let's just buy it, dear, but I just could not relent. My thrifty nature took control. I would not spend a cent. I told her we'd be fools to pay for something nature provides. And the clean, fresh air and exercise would do me good. And besides, I like to be self-sufficient. I value self-reliance. And how hard could it be, I said. It isn't rocket science. I mean, come on, between the two of us, we got two college degrees. With just a hint of sarcasm, she sweetly said, that's nice, but I don't see how it's going to help you that I went to college twice. (laughs) Well, that was it. The die was cast. The gauntlet had been thrown. We couldn't buy the syrup now. I had to make my own. I'd show her I was smart enough with my own brand of knowledge. I'd prove that I could do just fine without no stinking college. So I went right down to the hardware store to get the needed supplies. When I told the clerk what I had in mind, he got dollar signs in his eyes. I said, I'll need some taps, which brought a condescending smile. He said, unless you're planning to thread the holes, what you want is called a spile. Well, 
with $15 worth of spiles and my slightly wounded pride. I sheepishly made my way to the door and hastily stepped outside. When I got home, my spirit soared, my quest was underway, and tomorrow's weather promised to make for a perfect sugaring day. I headed out back into the woods to look for some suitable trees, enjoying the nice mid-afternoon sun and the brisk northwesterly breeze. I found some trees and drilled some holes a couple of inches deep. I put in the spiles, and then I stopped short and almost began to weep. In the haste of my embarrassment and the haste to be expedient, at the hardware store I had forgotten one sort of key ingredient. (laughs) I had six trees, I had six spiles, but each spile would need a bucket. I struggled to make six milk jugs work, but finally I just said, forget it. (laughs) Back back I went to the hardware store, eating humble pie. I'll need six buckets, I said to the clerk, not looking him in the eye. Sure thing, he said, and they're on sale, just $20 a pop. Of course, that's just the bucket. It doesn't include the top. I stifled the gasp. I swallowed my pride. It was more than I meant to spend, but I figured that buying the right stuff up front would be cheaper in the end. And really, $150 seemed a small enough sacrifice (laughs) for authentic galvanized buckets, which really do look nice. Well, I hurried home and hung them up, excited as a child. To freeze tonight and tomorrow's sun should make the sap run wild. I tossed and turned the night away. I hardly slept a wink. I'll have maple syrup tomorrow was all that I could think. (laughs) When I got home from work next day and checked, the buckets were dry. With the weather being so ideal, I couldn't fathom why. After a couple hours of reading and several Google searches, I came to the conclusion the trees I had tapped were birches. (laughs) Well, this minor setback phased me not. I carried on undaunted. I had to go farther in the woods, but I found the trees I wanted. I drilled the holes, and if I had a lingering shred of doubt, it was washed away in an instant when I saw the sap drip out. Well, next day I gathered up the sap in an old five-gallon pail and lugged it home through the snowdrifts on my now-familiar trail. My wife said, I know you're having fun, and I don't want to spoil it, but now you've gotten all that sap, how exactly will you boil it? I've got it all worked out, I said. See, this is what I'm planning. I'll do it on the kitchen stove in that big pot you use for canning. (laughs) She sputtered about the steam in the house, but I brushed her worries off. I said, the warm, moist air will probably help with Junior's cough. (laughs) Don't sweat your pretty head, I said. I've got it all under control. So she went off to bed just as the boil began to roll. Well, it took a little longer than I ever thought it would, but around about two in the morning, it was looking pretty good. I poured it off into a jar and set the pot back down. I held the jar up to the light to admire the amber brown. I closed my eyes and was taking a sip of that ambrosian nectar when my reverie was cut off short by the shriek of the smoke detector. My eyes began to water and I soon began to choke. I looked around and sure enough, the pot was belching smoke. Curses, I thought. What idiot went and left the burner on? I grabbed the pot and ran outside and threw it on the lawn. The air in the house was smoky now, but also moist and warm. I crawled in bed beside my wife and nudged her sleeping form. She said, God, it's three in the morning. Why'd you wake me up? 
I said, I couldn't wait to tell you, dear. I made almost a cup. (laughs) Well, I was sleeping hard next morning when my wife got up for work. But her sudden cry of anger made me sit up with a jerk. What's got her undies in a bunch, I thought impatiently as I wiped the sleep out of my eyes and went downstairs to see. Well, the drywall on the ceiling was so dangerously moist that the screws had all made rust stains and it sagged between each joist. And the other minor consequence of my maple syrup caper, four walls of slimy dripping glue where there used to be wallpaper. Well, my wife's a pretty patient gal who loves me dear and true. But I couldn't boil in the kitchen again, at least that much I knew. And I figured, under the circumstances, patient gal or not, this might not be the ideal time to tell her about the pot. (laughs) Where to boil was a quandary, but there's a way where there's a will. A couple days later, it came to me. I could use the barbecue grill. That left just one small problem, which I was loath to attack. The precious canning vessel with its bottom burned so black. Well, I scrubbed that pot for hours. I scrubbed till my fingers bled. With the kids in the crowd, I won't repeat the bulk of the words I said. But finally, I had to admit defeat. I just couldn't scrub anymore. So I got another for forty-nine fifty at my favorite <laughs> hardware store. Well, the grill was a brilliant idea. It was really boiling well. I had only maybe six hours to go as the evening darkness fell. I thought I'd get myself comfortable, so I pulled up a patio chair. But I guess I got a little too comfortable because I fell asleep right there. I awoke with a start. I looked around. I knew there was something wrong. The sap was no longer boiling and the propane odor was strong. I deduced from the smell of burnt sugar and the sticky residue that the sap had boiled over and had doused the barbecue. The knobs were both still set to high. I could hear the propane hissing. And yeah, I know what you're supposed to do when your propane flame goes missing. In hindsight, it's not hard to see. I could have been some brighter. But without really thinking, I went and pushed the barbecue igniter. Well, the force of that explosion threw me halfway across the yard. And since that day, my wife will say, my hearing has been hard. But she was pretty sweet to me, though, and quick to offer support. Just think, she said, if you hadn't blown it up, you would have had a court. Well, I was, I was late to work next morning, groggy and stumble down tired. I cut 20 rafters a foot too short, and my boss said, that's it, you're fired. I picked up my tools and headed home, dejected and feeling like crap. But then I realized I'd have more time to collect and boil my sap. And my wife seemed to take it pretty well when she heard I'd lost my job, though she did begin referring to me as a no-good, worthless slob. But she said my projects brought her life a different kind of wealth. And besides, she said, remember my vows in stupidity and in health? Well, the next few days, I stored the sap. I couldn't boil it yet. I scoured Craigslist every day for a wood stove I could get. And soon enough, I found one, a Vermont casting stove. And I talked the guy down at just 400 bucks, and away with it I drove. Well, I set the thing up in the driveway with the firewood pile nearby. 
in the garage right there, so if it rained, I'd be able to stay dry. I was happy as a pig in mud. My setup looked just great. Tomorrow, I'd really boil some sap. Man, I could hardly wait. Now, my wife took an extra shift that next day because we had some bills to pay. And as she left, she said, there's laundry to do and feed the kids dinner today. But I was on a mission. I had 20 gallons to boil. Even though I started to fire at noon, I'd be burning the midnight oil. So I never stopped to make dinner, and the laundry didn't get done. And stoking the stove for 12 hours straight turned out wasn't that much fun. The kids put themselves to bed hungry. My wife was a tad out of sorts. And I burned a half a quart of wood, but by God, I made two quarts. I had risen to the challenge, surmounted each defeat, and surely the taste of victory had never been as sweet. I went to bed so happy, I'd never felt so alive. And I slept so hard, I never heard the fire trucks arrive. Well, the fire investigator said there wasn't certain proof, but he guessed a spark had landed on the cedar shingle roof of the two-car garage that held our cars and all my carpentry tools. And he looked at me and shook his head like I was the king of fools. I surveyed the awful wreckage of my former happy life, my hearing, my job, my two-car garage, a wee bit of marital strife. And I went back to that sugar house where the prices were so steep, and I asked them point blank, how on earth can you sell that stuff so cheap? <laughs> All right. Took us a long time to get there, but we got there. Uh, how not to make maple syrup, I guess, is the... Boy, ain't that, ain't that the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember back when I was a kid, I was uh, <laughs> sugaring with a, a another young man in yeah. town, uh, Alan Duffy, and... Uh, <clears throat> We had a, a big old pot that sat right in the middle of a, a fire pit, and of course all the all the ash and stuff would come up, and it would land in there. And that syrup was so dark you couldn't see through it, but it was the flavor was great. Well, the next day my father set up a wood stove out in the yard, and we had a pan on it, and Alan and I went and gathered, and we boiled that syrup down, and we took it down to his father, Dick Duffy. And Dick accused us of buying it because the syrup the day before was blacker than black, and this stuff was just as nice as could be. But that was a difference that yeah. the wood stove made. So that uh, piece, I want to thank Rich from Starksboro for passing that along to us. That was Buzz. Apparently, he's a Vermont poet and storyteller, obviously. Uh, Buzz Coons, K-U-H-N-S. I want to thank Buzz for that, that's for sure. Oh, Buzz made me smile <laughs> several times during that. <laughs> We're going to take a short break here on News to Go to the Dump by some of the sponsors here, and we'll get back. And uh, some of our favorites, and I think some of many, I don't know how long they've been with us over the years, the Burns Brothers, but they're going to visit us in just a few moments following these words. In decades past, you opened a business, hung out your shingle, and the customers came. Today... Hanging out your shingle means creating an engaging website. The modern consumer is using the Internet to find businesses like yours. Are you positioned so you'll rise to the top of their search? Let the Radio Vermont Group Digital Services work with you to make sure you're visible online and to target your marketing to location, demographic, and interest. Learn more at rvgdigital.com. Unfortunately, they uh, lost uh, uh, again last night, so they'll try it again. And we'll take you there uh, this evening at around 6.15 uh, to Fenway as the Sox and the Yankees hook up. And then they'll wrap up that series on uh, Sunday evening as well. And again, right around the 6 o'clock hour. All right here on WDEV FM and M. So, 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 so what are you saying, Jack? Are you saying our hymn of the day is not working for the Red Sox? Are we going to have to change it up today? 
Uh, so that's your way of saying that we're going to have a different... Uh, yeah, yeah, he's coming. Okay, we'll, we'll wait for that. <laughs> now, you're the one that usually leads us off with a hymn, so you picked it for the day, huh? Okay. Yeah, I went down and I, I picked Kaya's brain a little bit, because we, we kind of have so the same is, taste in music. This is going to give them a little help, you think, when we play it later? Sure. All right. Yeah. Burns Brothers, you're the only one who can remember all the names of these guys. Uh, let me see. Yeah. <laughs> sure, put me on the spot. Oh, okay. uh, Rugburn. Yeah. Crash and Burn. Okay. Sideburns. Yeah. And we've concluded that there was no, no George, George Burns. Burns. All right. The Burns Brothers, who mix country music with soul music, and they do it so beautifully. I got some sunshine on a cloudy day. When it's cold outside, I got the month of May.
beautifully done by the Burns Riders on Music to Go to the Dump By this morning here on WDEV. Love that group. And they've been with us a lot, quite a while. Yep. Quite a number of years. Bluegrass meets Motown. Every, every once in a while they send us along something new, but I haven't heard from them in a while. Uh, is it time for the dog song now? Yes. <laughs> yes, Jack, it is. Okay. Now, yes. I, uh, I picked this song. Yeah. It's on me. It's a it's a song for dogs. It's not for dog owners. Oh, it's so. a song to make dogs feel good about being the way they are. All right. Let's find out what uh, Farmer Davis picked out this morning. To tell the truth, I misunderstood. I never had a thing against doing good. But when I see a full moon, I can't stop howling. Or tasty little poodle, I can't keep from growling. I'm a bad dog, and I can't change. Ain't no ointment for this kind of mange. If it itches, I scratch. If it tickles, I kick. If it smells, I sniff. If it's nasty, I lick. Cause I'm a bad, bad, bad. A fat Siamese cat Oh boy Gave it a nice Chinese name Chew Toy But just because I chase squirrels And cats and cars That's no reason to put me Behind these bars I spend a year a hard time Here in this pen And you know in dog years That's seven to ten I'm busting out But it sure is a crime So many hydrants So little time Cause I'm a bad dog And I can't change Ain't no ointment for this kind of mange If it itches I scratch If it tickles I kick If it smells I sniff If it's nasty I lick Cause I'm a bad, bad, bad Bad, bad dog your slippers and bring them to you, but they'll be covered with slobber and a little chew too. I don't roll over or shake or sit. Don't know how those other mutts put up with that stuff. I once took a try at obedience school, but I must have broken some cardinal rule while the other dogs were learning to sit up and beg. I was getting acquainted with the instructor's leg. Dog. Just trying to be friendly. Ain't no one but for this kind of mange. If it itches, I scratch. If it tickles, I kick. If it smells, I sniff. If it's nasty, I lick. Cause I'm a bad, 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 bad dog. Bad dog. I know I'm a heel. You don't have to tell me. Bad, bad. From a dog's perspective, I guess, huh? There you have it. Uh, that's well done, Farmer Dave. For I'll, I'll dedicate that to Kaya, and uh, I believe his name is Riley. Ah, uh, it's her, Kaya's, yeah. It's yeah, Kaya's. little dog. Yeah. yeah, Riley. He's a cutie. All right. Uh, 
from time to time, we like to, and we do often play uh, music, uh, music to go to the dump by. So if you're heading to the dump today, here's one about uh, three minutes long, maybe a little bit less, but it's by one of Vermont's, uh, uh, two of Vermont's great musicians, and they have been for a long, long time, starting off with Banjo Dan and the Midnight Plowboys, and then the, they have the Sky Blue Boys, and they have two other... Uh, two or three other combinations, but it's basically Banjo Dan and Willie Linder on this one here. It fits the program. It's, it's a song about I never see Maggie alone. Vermont's own, the Sky Blue Boys, on music to go to the dump by. On your way to the dump, listen. Oh, Maggie dear, just won't go out alone. It seems that she must have a chaperone. When we go out, no matter where we're bound There's always somebody else around She brings her father, her mother, her sister and her brother I never see Maggie alone She brings her uncles, her cousins She's got them by the dozens I never see Maggie alone And when I phone her, said to her sweet where shall we meet and get a bite to eat? She brings her father, her mother, her sister, and her brother. I never see Maggie alone. I bought a roadster to seat it. I even had it heated so I could see Maggie alone. As we were driving and kissing, the engine started missing, and we were a long way from home. I got right out there. Fast as I could, I found out what was wrong Cause when I raised the hood, there was her father, her mother, her sister and her brother I never see Maggie alone She brings her father, her mother, her sister and her brother I never see Maggie alone She brings her uncles, her cousins, she's got them by the dozens I never see Maggie alone I would take her fishing I thought I'd see Maggie alone In a canoe then We two then Went sailing over the water Far from the noise of her home I threw my line in Thought I'd catch a trout I felt a great big tug And when I pulled it out There was her father Her mother Her sister And her brother I never see Maggie alone she brings her father, her mother, her sister, and her brother. I never see Maggie alone. She brings her uncles, her cousins. She's got them by the dozens. I never see Maggie alone. I never see Maggie. I never see Maggie alone. That is uh, Vermont's own, the Sky Blue Boys, and I Never See Maggie Along. They're kind of a mini tour this summer. You can go to BanjoDan.com, get the information of where they be. They always put on a terrific show, and that is uh, some of Vermont's finest musicians here on DEV. Politics. So where are we with your campaign so far this year, Farmer Dave? Well, I'm not working too hard at it. But uh-huh. we, we were talking here uh, a week or so ago about yeah. there seems to be a lack of common sense in politicians. We called it uh, 
common sense required amongst politicians. Yeah, yeah. crap. Known as crap. Yeah, crap. Well, yeah. so I looked up common sense. <laughs> I looked up common sense yeah. in a dictionary, yeah. and it says ordinarily good sense or good practical judgment. Which I thought, well, okay, that's not up in Montpelier at all. So, but then there was a. Last week I was talking about artificial intelligence. Right. They've got AI. Yeah. Yeah. They've got they've got some law that they've put into effect that, to see if they can use artificial intelligence up here in Montpelier. Um, I don't have artificial intelligence. I have limited intelligence, and so I had to go to my favorite book. It's put out by a guy by the name of Webster. Yeah. It's not much of a read, Jack, but it's got like every word there ever was, and the guy tells you what it means. So I, I had to look up artificial intelligence. It's the capability of computers or programs to operate in a way believed to mimic human thought process, such as reasoning and learning. I went, yeah, they don't have any of that up in Montpelier, do they? So, but then I'm asking myself, why would they want to have artificial intelligence up here? And then it occurred to me, it's for someone to blame. Something will come out of Montpelier, it'll be so bizarre, you'll scratch your head and go, what were they thinking? And they'll go, oh, that wasn't us. Have the artificial intelligence. Farmer <laughs> Dave. Grow up to be a politician. Oh, yes. And take over this beautiful land I want to grow up To be a politician And be the old U.S. of A's Number one man I'll always be tough But I'll never be scary I want to shoot guns Or butter my bread I work in the towns Or conservate the prairies And you can believe the future's ahead I'll give the young the right to vote as soon as they mature But spare the right and spoiled child to have them feel secure And if I win election day, I might give you a child I'll sign a bill to help the poor to show I'm not a snob I'll open my door, I'm charging no admission And if you can be sure, I'll give you my hand A politician, not. <laughs> yeah, what, why would anybody? Yeah, I know. Uh, well, to make things better. That's what they, they usually say, isn't it? To make well, things well, the funny part is you go down there that I don't know what the job pays, but within a few years, you're a millionaire. How How does that happen, That's Jack? That's down in Washington. Huh? All right. All right. We got a uh, 
Well, I guess we don't have any more commercials this morning. That's rather strange. Huh? Nobody, nobody wants to sponsor us. <laughs> oh, my word. We have a few minutes left here. I thought we'd play this one this morning. We're getting close to the end of our 90th anniversary celebration here in a few weeks. This particular song, I don't know how long they'll go with this written, but we just discovered it a few years back. And when you listen to the song and think of WDEV and the 90 years that we had been uh, serving the community, I think we can say that safely. Yep. This really says what WDEV is all about. So I thought we'd kind of end with this, and then we'll get to your <laughs> hymn of the day today. On our 90th anniversary, as we continue in the, the next few weeks, as we get into our 91st year, let's listen. <laughs> Fuzzy down a coming creek, but up here it's loud and clear. Sounds just like your next door neighbor whisper in your ear. Every day I turn it on, I keep it kind of low. Just loud enough for me to hear that small town radio. Post is real big news every day at night. Isella Johnson's trying to sell her more one more time. All harvest stock and farm reports and how your week will go. A few more songs will sing along to small town radio. It's a place there on your dime, it's just a little hard to find. You might hear a little preaching on the air from time to time. Five thousand watts of songs and things that we all need to know. Oh Lord, I hope we never lose that small town radio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you, each and every one of you out there, for being with us through these past 90 years on this small town radio, WDEV. Well, Farmer Dave, we've come to the end here. Yes, just a few have. minutes left, just enough time for your <laughs> song to help the Red Sox. Is that, well, what you it's, it's quite obviously yeah. that the Red Sox aren't ready at the plate when Jesus throws the ball. <laughs> so we, we've got to change it up. I figure maybe something to help them relax, maybe a little more upbeat. Although the last time we played this, uh, there was a woman who called in and she she wasn't happy. So I would ask that she would maybe read her Bible and and try a little forgiveness towards Farmer Dave. I don't believe, Jack, that this is going to be the song that gets Farmer Dave taken off the air. But I like it. I've got a week that I could repent if I felt like it. I don't. I'm not going to ask for forgiveness. I like this song. All right, Jack. It's time for the hymn of the day. They want your sweet, innocent girls to take the booze so they can be enticed into honky-tonks by slick-haired vultures who prey on the flower of American womanhood. I say alcohol must go. Are you drinking with me, Jesus? I can see you very clear. Are you drinking with me, Jesus? Won't you buy a friend of beer? When I saw you sitting there, I was trying not to stare. I weren't sure if it were you. I didn't know what to do. Are you drinking with me, Jesus? I can see you very clear. Are you drinking with me, Jesus? Won't you buy a friend a beer? As I sat down.
sorry, ma'am. We didn't we didn't mean to. No, sorry. We, no, we won't do it again. Sorry. Hello? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Really, I'm sorry. See what you've started now, Farmer Dave? <laughs> You're welcome, Jack. See? My Lord. I guess we'll take that one and put it somewhere else, huh? Oh, no, no, no. That, that will be played again, Jack. I don't know when, but uh, we will pull that in. All right. So that's the show for the day, folks. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Want to close it up, Farmer Dave? Okay, Jack. I want to thank the dumpsters out there for taking this time every week. Spend time with you and me listening to this show, Music to Go the Dump By, heard each and every week on this station in memory of Buster and Marie. All right. Well done.